Director of Athletics Justin Sell alongside yours truly, Tyler Miriam. Last week we had to do this uh, in advance because you didn't join us in Springfield, Missouri because of everything else going on back here in Brookings. Now we get to do this together again like we normally do. It was a busy weekend last week, and it was a busy Saturday with everything going on. And you talk about a great day to be a Jackrabbit. Seven days ago would certainly fall under that category. Uh, without question. Uh, you know, and uh, it's always hard not to be on the road at the track. I really enjoy being on the sideline. Uh, I get to probably watch more of the game, uh, you know, when we travel than I do when we're at home. And I uh, really miss being there. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when I walked out to the wrestling outing to say a few words before uh, they kind of got ready to tee off, um, biggest group we've ever had, the energy uh, in and around the program. Our student athletes are there. We had former All-Americans and national champs there. Uh, um, people are really excited about where our wrestling program is. And then to kind of carry that into watching our volleyball team uh, be able to perform so well against Omaha. And Omaha has been an outstanding uh, program and team, and they have a great one again this year. That was a big win for Dan. And then kind of starting to watch the uh, game on my phone as we're finishing up. Volleyball took a little extra time and uh, to rush out and be able to get uh, back home and watch football polish off a high-quality win. Uh, that's a great Missouri State team. Any game on the road in the Valley is always tough, and then a top-five matchup, a uh, really important win. I was just so proud of Stig and, and our, our guys. And uh, and then soccer played beautifully. It was a fun game to watch. It's one of those soccer uh, can get weird sometimes when ball just doesn't go in the net. You know, I think we outshot them 17-5, to five and there was no question, you know, they played. Uh, we played really well and have, have, uh, have a really good team. It was unfortunate that one of those uh, goals couldn't slip in. But what a great day to be a Jackrabbit. And on the football side of it, we had talked about it, you and I, going into that game, something John Stigelmeyer and I have discussed multiple times, both before the game and then after. That was a game that Missouri State had circled on its calendar, not just from a football standpoint, but really from an administration and athletic department standpoint. This was sort of a landmark game for them to see how they measured up. And they played well, but SDSU played better. And for the Jacks to be the hunted rather than the hunter and to play like they did, that's a big statement from Coach Stig and his team. It really is. You know, we, we were there years ago when you're trying to build and you kind of, there are certain moments where you know it's kind of lining up that it, a win in a right spot could really move the whole university forward beyond just athletics. And and uh, and there's some pressure that comes with that. And it, and it takes some time. You know, we didn't walk right through the door 10 years ago either. Like, we have figured that out and had to build it. It was neat to see where our program is and, and that we have really anchored ourselves in that top two or three in the country. Country. And, uh, you know, when we play uh, good football, we're a load. We're a difficult out. We're a tough team to beat. And, um, you know, to do it in a close game, to do it where it felt like maybe we gave away a few opportunities in the first half to, to have a bigger lead than give up the lead and then come back and just kind of take it over. I, I think that just said a lot about uh, Stig and uh, the culture in our program. And, and, you know, we've had a lot of injuries. We've got new coordinators. We've talked about these things. Well, we're starting to find ourselves. And yet we still got better football in us, but uh, that was a really good team we beat, and uh, I was just really impressed with um, our approach and how we handled it. 
and a terrific springboard for the athletic department into this weekend. But the good news just kept on coming. Earlier this week, outside of athletics, uh, President Dr. Barry Dunn was awarded one of three Harold W. McGraw Jr. Higher Education Prizes. It was for his work with the Wakini Initiative, and he's done such a great job reaching out to various tribes and being able to further the education opportunities for them. He's awarded on a national level for that. Uh, this is a big, big deal, and nobody more deserving than Dr. Barry Dunn. Yeah, without a doubt, and probably most deserving because uh, he honestly will be a little embarrassed by the attention and the award he'll deflect it to other people. But he's a great leader uh, and even a better human being. Uh, you know, he does the right thing all the time. He has high integrity. He leads this university in the right way. And I know for all of us that work here, uh, we're really proud to be part of uh, his leadership and, and or, uh, how he handles this organization and the opportunities he does create. And, and he does it across the board in so many different ways ways, but part of our land-grant mission and the beauty is access, access to all, and he's uh, taken that to heart and really led from a land-grant perspective, and uh, this award is extremely reflective of that, and then it just says what, a, uh, you know, in terms of South Dakota State and what kind of university we are, um, you know, it really puts you up there when your uh, individual president gets an <laughs> award. It's really an award on behalf of the university, too, and I think we all take pride in that, uh, so we couldn't be uh, more proud of uh, President Dunn. We're going to recognize him a little bit here pregame, and uh, it's highly deserved. Uh, uh, yeah, just a really cool deal for him. And it's something we deal with all the time being here in the athletic department on campus. And we do talk about it some, but probably don't hit on it as much as we should. The fact that we deal with a lot of individuals from other athletic departments who don't have the same relationship with the academic side of campus that SDSU does. We talk about being one big family, and that all starts with Dr. Barry Dunn. And there's so many folks on the academic side of things that appreciate the student-athletes and the way that athletics does business. We appreciate how they operate, but it all starts with Dr. Dunn's leadership. It does, and our deans over my time here have been outstanding. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, a lot of deans have either retired or, or moved on, and, and we've hired uh, great deans to take their place. And that that's a, a cultural thing. That's uh, President Don knows how to attract talent. It's just like us hiring head coaches and, and other uh, staff that you need talent around to do good work. And um, so we have very talented people, but we have very thoughtful people. And you're right, it contributes to the whole family piece of what we are. Are. And when students pick a school, for us, certainly athletics is a big portion of that, but we have many, many of our students really pick South Dakota State because of the strong academic programs, the majors that we offer, and what it's going to do for them long term in their life. And when you marry up those two, it's a pretty good sales pitch uh, and has uh, certainly helped us get some very talented people to South Dakota State. One of those talented people from many years ago, Bill Matthews, who went into the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame on Sunday. He went into the Jackrabbit Sports Hall of Fame a couple of decades ago. Here's a guy who went on to the NFL, great career, two-time All-American in the 1970s, lives up in Massachusetts, so rarely gets back, doesn't attend many games. But in my conversations with him on Sunday, couldn't stop beaming about Jackrabbit athletics, particularly SDSU football, the pride he has in the job John Stiglmeyer's done and where this program's at. And this is somebody, again, who's been removed from it for a long time. I mean, when he played here, there were no playoff appearances, not even in Division Two. That says a lot about the job being done around here when somebody takes that much pride being removed as many years as Bill Matthews has. 
Well, for sure. And and uh, what's been neat to see is uh, kind of this this pulling back of uh, the the um, generations before us feel connected that they they played a part in our success today and uh you know for whatever reason uh that wasn't as well connected and i think over time we've certainly grown as a university uh, as an athletic program we might have had to change some things from a business sense certainly facilities needed to grow but we've never lost the sense of who we are and so for someone like bill uh you know he, he can be connected in ways that um, would make you proud that it is still about the people it is still about the relationships it is still about the degree that you get and where South Dakota State can take you. And uh, I think that's maybe the coolest thing over the years. And now all of a sudden that group is getting reconnected. And, boy, they are passionate. And they're helping us drive and move and grow. And it, the, the growth now is way harder. we got a target on our back. Uh, we have to find 1% to, to really be a national championship team or to have All-Americans and national champions in wrestling or to win games in an NCAA tournament. Uh, uh, but Bill is so reflective of what's happening with a lot of our former student athletes. And, uh, man, we can tell it. We can feel it. Uh, so any of you out there listening, we need you. Uh, and we care about you. And thank you so much for what you've done because this place is extremely special. We'll talk about some of the specific events of this weekend, but one of the things happening, we've been talking about alcohol sales starting with the football events. They've been already going at the first two, and they're off and running right now here with the third home football game. But part of the long-term plan was to grow that and do the events at Frost Arena as well. That will start today with volleyball. Yeah, you know, a great uh, chance, uh, first a rivalry game in volleyball, but I think having a whole day where we've got Hall of Fame and we get to, to uh, celebrate the football game and then kind of carry right over into Frost Arena. And, um, you know, USD obviously has done very well in volleyball the last several years, and so this is a uh, kind of a – uh, top of the league matchup if we want to get to where we want to get to which is uh, winning the summit league and getting to the ncaa's uh, we have to beat uh, south dakota and so uh, when you put it all together create an environment uh, you know i know we're going to have a huge crowd in there uh, uh, tonight and it's going to make a huge difference for dan and, and our ladies uh, to be able to sell some uh, alcohol kind of start figuring out frost arena creates different challenges than the stadium but um, you know to kind of have a, a all, all day tailgate if you will and so to have that opportunity and uh, I think the environment's going to be pretty good. Earlier today, uh, Lori Fish was awarded the Ralph Ginn Award for Coaching Excellence, former Jackrabbit women's basketball player and assistant for Nancy Niebuhr, and then went on to be uh, head coach at uh, a couple of different schools, both MSU Mankato and currently St. Cloud State. Then you had five new inductees into the Jackrabbit Sports Hall of Fame, uh, Donna Hanson-Mertz for her efforts in softball, Jennifer Briggs-Kessler, the first soccer player to go into the Hall of Fame, uh, Angie Rimey, who had a terrific career here at volleyball, led the Jacks to a Division II national championship appearance a couple of decades ago. Travis King, who was the outstanding wrestler his senior year at the D2 Nationals, a multiple-time All-American and national champion. And then uh, in addition to uh, all four of those, you also have Ryan Krogman, an exceptional baseball player, back-to-back 39-win teams, the school record twice over. And it didn't matter what position he played, the bat was still there regardless. To put those five in, to have uh, Lori Fish be honored as well, you've told me so often that event earlier today is one of your favorites every year. 
It really is. Uh, you know, when you can showcase and highlight our history, our tradition, to hear the stories, to hear their experience, and then to hear their connections today and why they're proud. Uh, there's nothing that makes you feel better when you walk out of an event than being at our Hall of Fame. And and to see it across the board in the different sports, uh, and I think, you know, having uh, Jennifer in for a, a first women's soccer student-athlete, we obviously started that program about 20 years ago, and, and so to finally have uh, someone in the Hall of Fame representing that sport and uniquely a 50-year celebration of Title IX. There's some extra things there that I think make it pretty special. And then Lori Fish, uh, listen, she's an unbelievable coach. It was fun to see her last fall uh, when uh, her team came in and played in Frost and uh, I got a chance to kind of connect with her. But when you look at her playing uh, career too, uh, she is close to Hall of Fame playing credentials too. And uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she's not on that list too, but she uh, um, is an outstanding representative as a former student athlete but what she's done in the coaching side and impacting uh young women's lives it's it's really cool to see so um yeah a really connected group that uh obviously appreciated their time here well, really cool. We've talked about uh, uh, already the volleyball match coming up tonight. We should also give soccer a big plug because, again, starting off with the three teams that joined them in the four-team Summit League Championship event a year ago, and they're playing them all here to start the season. Had USD last week, and then a Denver and Omaha yesterday, and then tomorrow at 1 o'clock, hometown heroes as well out at Fishback Soccer Park. And uh, Brock Thompson's team is just uh, uh, every year they're in the thick of it in the Summit League. Yeah, and uh, we had an interesting uh, conversation. I didn't think about it in this term, but, you know, as you get into conference, he explained it, it's more difficult. The margins are smaller. You know, teams have played uh, Maya Hansen for four years, or they've tried to stop our uh, offense. Uh, you know, they know each other so well that... No secrets. No, there really aren't, and it comes down to, you know, executing and playing well. Um, and, uh, you know, Brock has just done that consistently at a really high level. And, and then there's a premium on these games you get eight of them and and uh, now soccer obviously continues to grow there's six teams that will qualify this year instead of four because of the work the league has done nationally uh, and to have the conference ranked where it is so that's uh, that's really neat to see that expansion on behalf of our women's uh, soccer student athletes because the margin and difference isn't all that great so but there there's a little weight on each of these games and uh, these early wins will be really important kind of in setting that tone and then the top two seeds get a host that first weekend so there is something that you're playing for and uh, Brock has a, a special group uh, highly talented we are very skilled uh, and if we play our best uh, we have a chance to do some interesting things this fall other change with that too it used to be the number one seed from the previous year hosted the championship not only do the top two seeds this year host the first two weekends the top remaining seed will host the summit league championship so if you're the one seed in theory you have home field advantage throughout speaking of home field that's part of what the jackrabbit football team's trying to play for here today a long way from that but it's the first home game of conference play against western illinois it's hall of fame weekend we've talked about that the precision ag bowl just a lot of things happening here to kick off the month of October. Uh, a ton and, and huge crowds have come out. Students have been here. Uh, you know, the tailgating is uh, fun and exciting. Mm -hmm. I think there's just a great vibe in the stadium right now. So uh, really excited to, to kick off today. And, uh, you know, we've got two home games in a row. And, and uh, important part, you know, when you get to the 1st of October, uh, these games kind of set uh, the tone for where you're going to be. And important, to, uh, you know, to be able to hold that home field advantage uh, and continue to play well. The nice part with Stig, you know, and it, it's kind of the the old one and zero uh, uh, piece and. 
it's never probably been more um, ap- applicable than this year. This team needs to think 1-0 and and just go out and find a way to win each Saturday. And uh, they've been doing that really well, and I, I expect a really good effort out of them today. And, uh, you know, just got to take care of business. You can't get ahead of yourself or behind yourself in this league. It's You, you do your thing every week. And uh, this year, the way the results have gone and the matchups that are happening in the next couple of weeks, um, it's going to be really interesting uh, by the end of October where this league sits. Uh, so uh, the Jacks just got to take care of business. Always good to catch up. Uh, enjoy the game today as best you can with everything else going on, and uh, we'll obviously chat next week. Yeah, appreciate it a lot, Tyler. Thanks. That's SDSU Director of Athletics, Justin Sell.